of the Snap UK podcast, your one-stop shop for news, views and opinions on this side of the pond. Tonight with me at Chateau Green, I have Jim, say hi. Hi. And John, say hi. Hi. And notable by their absences, Paul and Gary, who most likely couldn't be asked due to the amount of homework required for tonight's show. <laughs> we do have the podcast dog, tip-tapping across the wooden floor, always good on a podcast recording. Today we are recording two podcasts, one AFC preview and one NFC preview, to make sure that we fit in as much detail as possible about each division. We're going to try and work our way through in a timely but uh, concise fashion uh, and, and sort of try and pick out where we think each team's strengths and weaknesses lie. When has this podcast ever been concise? It hasn't, but I'm <laughs> trying desperately. I'm limiting you to 15 minutes per division. You're fine, you're fine. Yeah, we're doing our best. So, I don't feel the need for any further ado. The Super Bowl quest starts here. So let's dive straight in with the AFC East. Ooh, that's me. Yeah. I've uh, I've assigned different people different parts of homework. So, uh, John, you're up, AFC East. But I know Jim's going to dive in because he gets too excited about writing these things. So, this is what I think. I think I wrote down the Bills. Too good to be beaten in the AFC East this season. What do you think? Um, uh, my uh, summary is looking to build on a highly impressive year. Get the feeling only Belichick at full powers or COVID can stop this team reaching the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. So with regards to the Bills, Josh Allen, easily the best quarterback in this division. Yes. Uh, and comfortably a top six quarterback at the moment. Yep. I think that's fair all round. We'd all agree. His progression over the th- first three years has been phenomenal. Stellar. Right. This this is where they have the biggest jump for me because I think New England's defence is going to be so, so close to what the Bills are putting out this year. But the quarterback position is going to be one step, at least one step behind. I haven't seen anything out of Cam in the first preseason game or anything out of training camp that tells me he's any different to last year, which is he's going to be good in flashes and then he's going to throw three balls straight into the dirt because the shoulder just isn't there anymore. I think you're being pretty generous by saying the quarterback is going to be one step ahead of of, of, of the Patriots. (laughs) It's a bloody great big step. Yeah, I mean, uh, we said top six there for Josh Allen as as quarterback. I'd go as far as saying you can consider him in top three behind uh, Brady and and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think if it hadn't been for Aaron Rodgers having an MVP-style season, Josh Allen would easily have won that. Um, yeah. So I just thought he was, he was immense. I'd say that you know, John. And he's John by the way, this is the bit where Jim takes over. <laughs> but, but Josh Allen is consistent. You know, like Russell Wilson had a great six weeks. Josh Allen had a great eighteen Season. weeks. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're returning a lot of starters on the on the both the offensive and defensive side, and so that can only be good in the kept the coaching team the same so that's positive this is I think it's just going to be a team that goes from strength to strength there are some weaknesses which John will point out because I don't want to steal his thunder but overall you, I don't think anyone would would pit anyone to finish above the, the Bills in the AFC East John. yeah um, I say uh, Stefan Diggs um, has been an absolute game changer for them and he's like reveling in being the number one and um, you know, yeah. So basically, uh, there were you know, I when I was one of them, I questioned when he joined the Bills. I was like, I'm sure it's good for everyone, but actually, no, it's been 
absolutely brilliant for the Bills and for Stefan Diggs. He's com- there was potential there for him to be a troublemaker, right? Yeah. That's what we got the feeling when he kicked up at the Vikings, and he hasn't. He's been a team player because he's getting the ball. He's, they're, they're feeding him, aren't they? Uh, and Kirk couldn't. Um, no, <laughs> I suspect that that's a, a running theme. But the actual wide receiver group in general. If you look at their top three or four wide receivers, Stefan Diggs, easily number one. Yeah. And then you've got Cole Beasley, love him or loathe him at the moment. He's been brilliant in that number two, three role for years, since he, you know, since he was at the Cowboys. Uh, and then they've signed Emmanuel Saunders, yep. who is only going to make that position better because he's always been underrated. He had two or three stellar years at the Broncos. But if you look at all his time around that, uh, where, where was he before? Like the Saints as well. Yeah, at the 49ers. 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 He's just, he's always fitted in and been a team player, producing a lot of yards. And then you've got uh, Gabriel Davis as well, who's going to add an extra dimension in there. They've got some speed. They've got plenty of people who can contest catches. I just think the receiving core is, is brilliant on this team for what Josh Allen wants to do, which is propel the ball down the field. Yep. Um, basically, yeah. Um, uh, the... The negative I had was Cole Beasley personality because he's very uh, forthright in his opinions at the moment. Um, and I hope that isn't seeping into the other players. Is this going to be one of the first teams we get to where we say there's a potential for a COVID problem here because of people like Cole Beasley? I think just because of the, of the amount of coverage that Cole Beasley and a certain quarterback for the Vikings <laughs> have got... Uh, on the subject, I think it's going to be between the Bills and, and the Vikings as the yeah. first team that's negatively affected by, by COVID. Yeah, um, I think Josh Allen was a um, uh, sort of fellow believer for a while, but I think he's had his vaccinations. Come to his senses, I think. I, I believe he's. I believe the chance of turning down $180 million yeah. was possibly the uh, reason why. I wouldn't be surprised if, that, if the new contract and everything else that went with it and management probably had a quiet word to him say, you're the leader of this of this team. Make sure you're there every week. And to do that, you need to have a vaccine. Yeah. One, one more thing I wanted to bring up specifically on the Bills before we move on to the other three teams. Um, running back is a position they drastically needed to improve because there will be games where you cannot rely on Josh Allen. Teams will figure that out to a degree. Yeah, that's what I've got. I've got, if you can shackle Allen and Diggs, then at the moment you can stop the Bills. Yeah, so Devin Singletree and Zach Moss had a thousand yards between them last year, barely, but it's not enough. They've added Matt Breeder. Now, I love Matt Breeder. I think he's a brilliant player, but injuries are always an issue. What are they going to do? Is this three-headed combination going to be enough? Devin Singletree, for me, is easily the best of the three in terms of pure running back play. But where do they go? Do you focus on one, or is it going to be all three players being fed this season? I think it'd be more the same, because Devin Singletree is the best of the players they have, but like he isn't a star, quite frankly. Um, I mean, I'd, I would imagine... He probably had the most yards. Then it was probably Josh Allen. I don't, I can't remember the stats, but you know, it's. I, if you can keep keep stop them in the air, I, the Bills are stoppable. But I mean, it's that's not, the not issue. Not many teams did that. Did not they? many teams can do it. Um, the defense has been last year was average. It was good to average, average to good, um, but I think to what they need to do to 
get break through the ceiling where they're at at the moment. I think they just need uh, a sl- slight improvement in defence. With regards to that defence, Matt Milano is key at linebacker for me. I think he only played 10 games last season. Okay. He certainly didn't start all of them because of injuries. Um, if they can improve that core and take some of the pressure off of the defensive backs, I think the defence takes a step forward. Yeah, yeah. that's key for them. They get, they get Star Lutalele back as well, who was a holdout last year because of, uh, because of COVID. I think that adds to the defensive line. I think it's re- on paper. It's a really strong defense. I think they probably got the best safety tandem in the, in the league with Jordan Poyer and and Mika Hyde. So you'd expect the defense to step up again this year. It was I think last year it wasn't as good as it was the year before. It was um, still, it was still the best defense still, in the division. Yeah, division. still the best in the division. So I think the the only time we, you know, when it's um, uh, it's the playoffs. But yeah, it's um, getting to the next stage in the playoffs where, um. They'll, they'll, you know, if if they could improve that on last year, then great. Uh, I think they can re- they can make a Super Bowl run. Quite frankly, yeah, it feels like the first time they can legitimately make a Super Bowl run since the early nineties. Yeah. Right, let's hope they have better luck. Right, the, the three other teams in the AFC East, we, we need to cover them. I think it's fair to say the Bills get star billing here. Yeah? Patriots to star lot, uh, lot yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the Patriots. For me, their biggest addition is the return of all of the defensive players yeah. who sat out last year for various reasons, mostly COVID-related. Um, there were some injuries as well. Belichick clearly fuming. Um, like I said before, I don't much like what's happening at quarterback. I think you see Mac Jones by week seven or eight uh, because I'm not sure Cam's got it in him. He's a running back playing at quarterback. I've said this before. And it worked at the start of last season, and then he got ill, and it didn't work anymore. And so we have to move on from that. Um, if the defence is back to being Patriot-style defence, are they a comfortable second in this division, or are the Dolphins right on their tail? Again, see what I did there. Uh, because I, I think they'll only be separated by one win. I've got the Dolphins ahead of the Patriots uh, here uh, in my prediction, but... That's because you're think- an idiot. But I think no. But I think it's really close because, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you've lost Chung, you've lost Edelman. I mean, Matt Judon's come in. Van Noy's returned because you know Patriots don't play well outside of New England. Um, John o. Smith and Hunter Henry are superb. We're not it, mentioning that Hunter Henry's injured already. <laughs> it's what happens to Hunter Henry, but when he plays, he's great. Um, as well, you know, Aguilar is Aguilar comes with Aguilar issues. Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne will surprise everybody this season. They will put up yards as long as Mac Jones is playing. Yeah, if Cam is playing, it'll only be the tight ends. It's um, but he gives you something you haven't had for a couple of years. He gives you a a, a long threat well, since since Brandon Cook's got knocked out yeah. in the Super Bowl since he died. <laughs> I think you look. I think you look at this roster, and if you took out Cam Newton and put the, the name Tom Brady in there, you'd say that the Patriots were finishing top. Yeah, yeah. it's a Super Bowl it, roster. It's a good roster. It's lacking quarterback. Yeah, there's some quality issues at wide receiver. That can be covered up with a, with good quarterback player. I, I agree. I think Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne was at the 49ers last year. I think he was a, he was a great player. Um, I think he, he could be a good player for, the, for you there as well. Brought back Trent Brown on, on the right tackle. Lost Joe Tooney, which I think is a big loss. Mm. But you just know that they're going to be coached well. So, and I think... That's the that's the biggest difference between the Patriots and and every other team probably in the league is that you could probably give the Patriots 
three, maybe four extra wins just on the coaching yeah. nuance that they've got there. It often feels that way. I, I think there is a lot to be said for that, but you, you do need talent as well. So that's why the quarterback position remains a concern. Speaking of quarterback positions, the Dolphins quarterback, this is why I rated them one step behind the Patriots, but I understand it's much of a muchness in the division. Tua, fully fit now, up to speed, theoretically. Mm-hmm. What we need to know is, is he elite calibre? Josh Allen, or is he middle of the road? I have said all along, I suspect his ceiling is middle of the pack. He's, he's closer to what we used to call Andy Dalton, who was always middle of the pack, than he is Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be uh, he's going to be more Teddy Bridgewater than than Aaron Rodgers. But um, some, if you know, if you've got, you know, a, you know. Uh, look at the Super Bowl winners we've had recently. Mm. You know, we've had Nick Foles. You know, whatever, you know Carson Wentz got. You know, the the average quarterbacks can still do all right. It's I think that the rest of the, the team. The thing that I think the reason I've got the Dolphins ahead of the Patriots is I think the Patriots may spend a couple of weeks working out the Cam Newton, Mac Jones thing. Sure, I think Tua in his second year might. Uh, just be all right, and as well, they've got uh, Brissett, um, if needs be. Who Quaking in our boots, should who, Jacoby Brissett come in? Who, once again, is he's, he's a below-average quarterback, but he's a above-average backup. Repl- replacement, yeah, absolutely. All right, then, so that leaves us with the Jets. Now, this is not, uh, I'm going to use the phrase, the dogshit Jets of the past. No. Uh, but I don't understand why everyone is so sure they're going to be that much better. Robert Salah, first year head coach. Zach Wilson, first year quarterback. There's a lot of change, a lot of turnover, which they needed, and they will be better. But this is year one of probably three before they're competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is... Um, uh, and, I mean, uh, I'd be positive because Gase has gone. I mean, they can't get much worse. I mean, you go on about the, the coaching at the New England, the exact opposite. <laughs> I mean, you look at Adam Gase and you just know that's going to cost us two, two or three games this year. Um, yeah. I think it did. You know, they lost, they, they didn't, they lose in the last minute against the Raiders for, you know, uh, you know. They lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have done. Bizarre decisions they made when they just rushed everyone and, you know. Um, as well, um, Corey Davis helps the receiving unit uh, and, you know, Jamison Crowder. Uh, you know, new players. I mean, Tevin Coleman is at least younger than Frank Gore. <laughs> um, Te- Tevin Coleman, this is a career-defining season. He either comes out this season playing a minimum of 13 games and putting up touchdowns and, and yards, or I think it's done. Because he's, think he's, he's missed time, he's missed opportunity, and he's going to run out of teams to move to. Is that fair? It's only his third team, isn't it? Falcons, 49ers, Jets. I, I do take your but point. But he sat and not played for so much of that I time. Don't, I don't think he's a, a number one star running back. This is another yeah. running back by, by committee. I, I, I gather from camp it's going to be Michael Carter's job to lose. Yeah, uh, p- potentially. I mean, I'm looking down at this roster, and I think to your point around it's a rebuild. This roster is not a winning roster. This is a wearing rebuild. We've got a new quarterback. We've got some new weapons for him. Yeah, the offensive line is starting to come together. You think about it, how, where it was two years ago with Sam Darnold. It was terrible. 
they've added some really good pieces there. Mackay Becton, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, even George Fant is a better right tackle than they, they've had previously. On the defensive side of the ball, there is more work to do. But They get CJ Mosley back. They get yeah. CJ Mosley back. They signed Carl Lawson as a defensive um, defensive end, but I still think they're going to struggle with their pass rush. Now, the biggest benefit they've got is Robert Sala on that side of things, who got so much out of the 49ers' defense when half of them were injured. So maybe they'll be worth more than what they are on paper. But yeah, this team, I think the Jets are finishing fourth, but I do expect to see them better than they were last year. Yeah, I... Uh We'll sign off the Jets with... I, I just wanted to say, with Zach Wilson, I find it very odd that there's no uh, experienced quarterback behind him. Yeah. It's Mike yeah. White, right? I'm, there's I'm a reason really you've not heard of Mike White. It's because he actually sells cars at the local car lot at the rest of the time. He's not playing, I suspect. Like, that tells me it's Wilson or bust. Yeah. And I don't think he's ready. I don't. I, I do. I, that's, that's one way of worry. And it, it seems like they've learned nothing from Donald. Or Geno Smith. Or yeah. any of the other people yeah. that they brought in. Same with Sanchez. They brought yeah. him in and it paid off for a while and then he crumbled. They tend to do this. They don't quite have it set up properly. And, you know, I, I, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson yet. The potential is there. But in year one, on this team, with this roster and this backroom staff, he could get crushed. Oh, yeah. He could do. But yeah, one, CJ one, Mosley, I've got him down as my key man for them. Yeah. In a team. And I know you put down Zach Wilson as, as the rookie to watch. Uh, I just want to highlight Elijah Moore. He's been a lot of buzz mm. out of training camp. And yeah. people are even talking about him being rookie of the year potential. So something to watch out for. Okay. Well, that's that's the AFC East. Uh, guys, our consensus at the top, I assume, Bills. We've, Bills. We've got some consternation over second. What did you go on for second in the uh, division, Jim? I didn't do it because John was doing it. I would probably go Patriots. As would I. So we'll take Patriots second, Dolphins third, <laughs> Jets bottom, but close in the middle close. of the pack. Close. Close in the middle of the pack. Could easily be two teams coming from the middle of this pack. Yeah, so absolutely. That, that's what I think. Right. From the east, we sail to the AFC North. Ooh, uh, and a, and a, an interesting division to try and pick because it's it's on its head from where we're all used to it being. I, I, I immediately wrote down, this is the Browns' division to lose. My, my, my summary for, for the Browns was possibly the best roster on paper. Playoffs last year could feasibly challenge the Chiefs for the AFC title. Oh, I don't know about that, but... Why why not? You look at... The, I mean, going through all the rosters, this was what one that stood out. And also, coming into the draft, they didn't have any big needs. You look, at, you look across that roster, and there is a good player in pretty much every single position. And in most positions, there's a, there's a decent enough backup. They've got a year's experience now being in the playoffs and having that kind of, you know, that experience of kind of the playoff run and getting there and, and beating the Steelers and going to the, the, the Chiefs um, and unfortunately losing. <laughs> They've got a year more with Kevin Stefanski uh, as their head coach. There is no reason why this Browns team couldn't be a serious challenger for the AFC title. It is the reason why, because Baker isn't as good as his stats appear to show. If you're looking for a weak link on offense, whilst he's not poor, it's Baker. There's a reason that they're reticent to sign him long term. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with that. And I'd say, yeah, out of if you took between him and, and Josh Allen and you know, his classmates in terms of draft draft years, yep, Baker's not as good as, as Josh Allen. I think everything around Baker is probably better than what it is at the Bills, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I mean, I love the, the what they've done at running back. Uh, Nick Chubb su- supported by Kareem Hunt uh, with a- Andy Yanovic, the uh, long-standing Andy, Andy Yanovic playing a fullback, which doesn't get enough recognition in the modern game. I, I think that's brilliant. Um, and then, like I say, the wide receiver group is amazing. It'll be interesting to see what they get out of Beckham this year or whether he gets traded. I still wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets moved. I put the one negative I could think of was need to manage kind of the ego of, or, of Odell Beckham. Mm. If that's still there after last year and he still wants to be fed the ball rather than kind of give it to Chubb or, or to Kareem Hunt. Because I think you've, you've got to lean on the running game more so than the passing game because of Baker. Um, if he starts getting antsy in terms of like, I'm not getting the ball passed to me enough, that could be an issue. That's the only negative I can see from this side. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's fair. So consensus then that they're topping the AFC North, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah, of course. So this is where it gets tricky in the middle. I, I had the Ravens uh, second and very close to the Browns. I think it could even be, you know, split by who wins the matchups between the two of them. Um, the running game for the Ravens is phenomenal. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson. Yep, that for me is key. I know everybody keeps saying Lamar's got to be able to throw. Lamar's got to be able to throw. But we've seen so far in the years he's played that. He doesn't actually have to be able to throw until they get to the playoffs. Yeah. And then it becomes an issue because the best teams know how to take away the running game. I, I'm not sure how much of it is, is on Lamar having to be able to throw it. Obviously, he can pass the ball with some degree of accuracy. I do feel that he needs to improve. Like we saw in years two and three, that massive step up that Josh Allen had in terms of passing accuracy. We need to see, we haven't seen that from Lamar Jackson. And I think that's probably the one reason that Lamar Jackson hasn't been given. Yeah, you know, a new contract. Let's be honest, he was the MVP two years ago. Yeah. You'd expect him to have a contract straight out of the gate. He hasn't. I think that's why. Um, I do think the wide receiver quality, it has its days. Like You look at the two top ones, Marquise Brown and uh, Sammy Watkins. They're good on their day, but there's no consistency When there. are we going to accept that Sammy Watkins wasn't worth the third or fourth overall pick that the Bills paid for him back in About 23 years ago when he left the Rams, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, he keeps getting jobs. He turned up in the playoffs last year, which, you know, for years Danny Amendola got away with doing. But that's all he did last year. That's what I mean. He turns up for the odd game, and he must be... I've never owned him in fantasy for this very reason, but he'll suddenly have two games where you have 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And then you don't hear from him until like four weeks later where he'll have like maybe 50 yards. Surely um, it's more about the production they can keep getting out of Mark Andrews at tight end. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't he, he had quite a quiet year last year, didn't he? Compared to you know, Lamar's MVP year, you know. I mean, I know last year, it always seems strange to... Lamar, last year was a bit of an anomaly. Um, but yeah, um, he, he, had, he had a bit of a quieter year. Um, uh, but with, with regards to to what else they've got on the roster, though, he has to play well. Yeah, uh, Nick Boyle is a, a blocking tight end. Yep. Uh, so you you've got to get some more production out of Andrews, which is what makes me think Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. This is our first mention of the word hot seat. Greg Roman is the first one on it for me in the AFC so far. I uh, don't think anybody in the East that we've just discussed qualifies for that this guy's first Harbaugh's got a job for life I think until he wants to until he wants to go yeah but the coordinators will be sacrificed if the uh, offensive game doesn't catch up to what other teams are able to do 
yes, the pieces aren't great, but there's enough there that you'd expect some more production out of what they do with Lamar. Because he's, it's not like he's without talent. He's just limited. He's got oodles of talent. Um, oodles? Oodles. He's got a very specific talent, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to hunt you down and kill you. He sounds like <laughs> Liam Neeson. He's not Liam Neeson. Yeah. And this is our first tangent of the week, following yeah. the uh, sedaten land. <laughs> Never going to get over that. Um, uh, with regard to the defence, then? Pass rush is probably the biggest concern I have. I think they've got the best two cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but, you know, they've lost Matt Judon. They've lost Yannick Ngokwe. They haven't signed a... a Good enough backup either through the draft, I don't think, or or through free agency. I think they're going to struggle to get to the. It the, feels the like Calais Campbell or bust. Yeah, uh, which is fine because he's a very good player. But massive you, reach. Yeah, those I, Mad, Madden fans. I, I wouldn't know what to say. Uh, and in the background, in, the dog is agreeing. Dog I believe Madden was incredible length. He has incredible yeah. length. <laughs> um, from from the Ravens, then, I think it gets muddy at the bottom of this division. The Steelers should finish next up. They should, but their O-line has been obliterated. Big Ben, okay, he came back looking a little bit more trim, but I'm telling you by week six, he's going to be done because I think I think the arm is done, the accuracy is done. They don't have a backup in place that is half as good. Um, and we don't know what we're going to get out of the running game. There's been a lot of hype about Najee Harris because he was the best running back available and they took him, but we don't actually know what you're going to get because the O-line isn't good enough to support him. Well, that's it. They, you know, they've had some decent uh, running backs. Well, James Conner, is, I still think he's a decent running back for the last couple of years, Average. but he, they couldn't get him going at all. No last, holes for Conner. No holes for Conner. No. Um, so, you know, Najee Harris, if he, if he, even if he's better, if they can't make holes for him, then... You know, he's just going to be uh, more of the same. This is a coach team that we always underrate, though. Yeah. Like you look at that season that they didn't sure. have Ben Roethlisberger, and they almost got to the playoffs with really bad quarterback play um, in Mason Rudolph and Duck, Duck Hodges. Hodges, who's um, still in the league, by the way. Yeah, um, he's still around. And a lot of that is based on of their defense, and their defense is, still looks really oh, good. It's stellar. It's a top three defense. Yeah, in and the they league. get Devin Bush back. You know, they lost Devin Bush halfway through the season, and you saw the drop off. In nice to see Bush making a comeback. It always is. You saw the <laughs> drop off in, in in their stats. Um, so him being back makes makes a big difference. Um, I do hear. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying about about Ben Roethlisberger, and I've put him that down as a negative. As can Ben be good enough for another year? Um, He's got all the weapons around him that he needs in wide receivers and running back. I think you know, the G. Harris is a better running back than James Conner. He's also a good, re- better receiving back, which works well with in, in the Pittsburgh system. But yeah, the big biggest question mark is on that O line. They've let a lot of older players go. They've got a lot of younger players, and they need to give Ben more than two seconds to get the ball away. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm going to take a lot to be swayed on this. I, I, I love the coaching staff, but I don't think you can offset a massive talent drain that they've had. Uh, we should mention the receiving core, though. Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron, Juju Smith-Schuster. If they can get top potential out of them, you keep Ben upright for two and a half seconds and you get the top potential out of them, then it's really good. But you're leaving out Deontay Johnson and James Washington as well, and they're sure. two underrated receivers. They've got five, six good receivers there. It's what the Steelers do, though, isn't it? They take 
no names and they make them great. I tell yeah. you, uh, the person I, I listed as, as rookie to watch is, is a second round pick, Pat Frymouth, the, the tight end. Mm. Quality blocking tight end, which could add to that, in, you know, help get more out of the offensive line. Um, out of Penn State, he was nicknamed Baby Gronk, to give you an idea. So hopefully if he lives up to... He was born with a massive thing on his elbow. <laughs> if he lives up to 80% of what Gronk is, I mean, that's, that's a tremendous pickup and another good weapon for Big Ben. Yeah, okay, that, 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 that seems fair. And then we're at the bottom, which is where some of us love to be. The Bengals. Um, for me, this is Zach Taylor's last year because they'll be rubbish. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to be rushed back. I've been through this before. I have zero faith in anything the Bengals like to do. The team is badly run. I, I don't hold any ill will against them. In fact, when, when the Bengals used to be good under Andy Dalton and they went to playoffs five years in a row, it was nice to see a storied franchise making a bit of a run. A bit like I wouldn't hold it against the Raiders if they suddenly produced, but we'll get to I them won't, shortly. I won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've not upgraded at running back where I like Joe Mixon, but he's not been available. Um, they've, they've brought in Jamar Chase because he's best buddies with... Joe Burrow, but if Joe Burrow is on his ass because you didn't draft an O-lineman first up, I don't see how that helps you. And I don't know whether the defence is even vaguely viable. I mean, Trey Waynes, okay, he's fine. Picked up Trey Hendrickson from the Saints, who had a good year at the Saints, but whether that was just a... It's always a it's risk, isn't a it? It's a good year. one year good year. Yeah, yeah. Can, he, can he replicate that in a team where there's probably, there isn't as much talent on the defensive side of the ball? I think Jamar Chase will be good. I like the wide receivers I've got uh, in Cincinnati. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins is a good receiver. Tyler Boyd was a good number three, well, good number two last year, and he could be a good number three this year. But your point is around the offensive line. Like they only added Riley Reef, and I think, mm. all right, he's a good, he's an above average offensive lineman. Is he as good as Penny Sewell they could have picked up, or, no. or a Sean Slater? I don't think so, no. Um, so that O line needs to stay fit. And they need to they need to make sure that Joe Burrow is a hundred percent fit as well. I fear they're gonna rush him into yep. it and I fear that you know, it could be a disaster. You're better off playing Black Brandon Allen for the first four or five games, yeah. especially if you're gonna lose them anyway, and then allow Joe Burrow to work his way back in, but I don't think they'll do I that. think the only way Zach Taylor keeps his job is if Burrow is fit and this team makes a positive step forward. I think you can look at last year and go, Okay, you're unlucky. Joe Burrow got horrendously injured. Um but actually, in the games he did play, they were playing better. They didn't win many, but they were close. Yeah. You don't go 6-25-1 in your first 32 games if you're halfway decent. I don't I don't buy into Zach Taylor at all. I think it's over. Like I, I said, really this, it's a make and break year. I could see more it's on broken. the break. I could see break more than make. Okay. I mean, I feel for him because the team isn't set up to win. No, and they from haven't the top been. down. From the but, top down, yeah. But Marvin Lewis is still their best coach, and they let him go a long time ago. Um, I can understand as well. You know, things do get stale. I think mm. Marvin Lewis had got stale. I yeah. mean, the fact he's not got another job, I think, is uh, a bit of a uh, an oversight from the. Uh, when you look at some of the, the coaches owners, that yeah. are in, yeah, yeah. Adam Gase, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, no, um, uh, the. The Bengals, I'm afraid, are uh, they're looking at an early draft pick. Yeah, I think so, which is probably what they need to start rebuilding again, but it's finding the right coach. Yeah, they'll just pick a mate of Joe Burrow again. <laughs> it does feel He's a bit He's their that scouting way. department. It does feel a little bit that way. Right. 
from the north, we uh, we shoot across the country, and we turn up at a very interesting division, the AFC South, where things are either very very good or really really shit. So, whose homework was this? John, I put my hand up here. John. This is me. Um, so should we start with the Colts? Well, you can start where you like. It's, it, that's fine. Alphabetically, we'll start with the Colts. The squad looks fine, but um, can they recover from the... They're going to have a rough start. The, the schedule is hard, and Nelson and Wentz are, uh, are out injured. So, not a great start. There's talk that, that Wentz will be back for week one, but it's a bit, a bit like Joe Burrow's situation we've just discussed. Don't bring him back too early. The, yeah, guy, yeah. the guy's made of Weetabix. He will just crumble. He's he, he well. I, I always think he's stronger than he than his reputation. But let's not test his reputation. Quite frankly, well, there's a reason why he's got that yeah. reputation. Um, uh, you know, his injuries he gets are really bad. You know, like um, he had a when he was out for the Super Bowl run, it was an ACL tear. Mm. When he was out for the next season, it was a broken back. I think <laughs> the he's currently out with. I think basically he's had this injury since high school and it keeps turning up. So they've had to, this is why they've had to take the, take the action. But yeah, don't test it. You know, um, you know, I'd like to have seen some four, four inter, you know, we have a, um, we have an, a, a injury reputation quarterback probably should have something more than, you know, Erlinger on the bench or, I can't think who the other guy is. Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah. But <laughs> Darius Leonard's signed up, which the is... The defence is, is amazing. The, your defence is stellar. Uh, and for the for the offence, the return of Marlon Mack is good. Return of the Mack. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that should just be played every opportunity now. Because they, they can go committee. Mack's shown he's a Good one, uh, running back. Jonathan Taylor shows promise. Um, probably wasn't worth all the quite early draft fantasy draft picks that we, we kept seeing last year. But yeah, um, it's just they're just they're a really strong team. And quite frankly, I would be surprised if they're anything other than top in this division. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, you're wrong. But okay. Um, <laughs> can we? We'll start with the negatives for me then. T. Y. Hilton. Mm, wasn't getting it done with a gunslinger for me. Uh, he, he didn't make the use the best out of what Philip Rivers was trying to feed him, um, and I'm not sure that's going to get better with Carson Wentz or whoever plays. I, I wonder if Ty is on the down slide. Is what I'm saying. Oh, he's at the bottom of the slide. Uh, he, there you go. <laughs> Jim's with me. So, what have they done around the wide receiver group to help this out? I think my. Uh, we, I've said this a lot. You, you're looking for receivers to really produce in year two, if you ask me. I think Michael Pittman could be a quality yeah. wide receiver. Um, I would not be surprised if he's taken relatively early in fantasy mock drafts because he is going to be the number one. Um, I do want to see more from Paris Campbell. Like he had a good reputation at Ohio State. He's not done enough. Um, they, but this Colts he's missed 23 of 32 games with injury. That's yeah, the problem. that's the problem. This Colts team get a lot out of the tight end position with bang average tight ends. Jack Doyle <laughs> and Mo Ali Cox. Yeah, I won't hear a bad word said against Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like 
they get they get play out of them. They get touchdowns out out of them. So you know you can see a, a lot coming from from that position. At least one of them, not dominating, but getting a good few catches every week. And yeah, like you said, it's down to the running game. Like Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack is as good a one-two beast as I think you. Don't you forget Naeem Hines' contribution as well. He's uh, he's, he's been, a gadget, isn't he's he? He's been a good gadget player for a them. Gadget player. He yeah. turns up when you least expect. Uh, and I think he caught four touchdowns last year, which was unexpected. That took away that poached from the others. But you know, we're not we're not talking fantasy purposes. We're yeah. talking real life. Here. He's a good player. The distinguishing factor of this team is the offensive line. It's probably one of the best in the league. And mm. I think that you know Anthony Costanzo retired, but they've brought in Eric Fisher, who okay, he's not going to be fit for the start, but that's a decent someone decent to bring in at, at left tackle later on in the season. When you've got an offensive line that that's good. You don't need a stellar quarterback and stellar wide receivers no. because there's time. And cornerbacks can't cover wide receivers for five, six, seven, eight, eight seconds. So there, there is going to be space. There's going to be space for them to run into it. And you only need an average quarterback like Carson Wentz to find them. Yeah. Um, Rock Yassin at cornerback gives away a hell of a lot of penalties. Is he a good player as he comes up for year three, four now? Or is he... Well, is not he that much, Two? I think it's three, but is he a good player or is he an overdrafted player that, that isn't quite ready to make it? Because if there is a weakness, it's the back, it's that side of the of the back end for me um, that they can be picked on. And I just I just wondered whether he anybody has an opinion on whether or not the cornerback position for them. Xavier Rhodes took time to settle down, um, and Rockyson for me not. A, a quality player. He's just a, an average cornerback. So they'll get picked on. This could be some high-scoring games. Could be. But I think you look at the the defensive line, and it's got DeForest Butner, and I really... The wait. pass rush is amazing. Quitty, well, I wouldn't go that far, but Quitty Pay adds something to the pass rush. I, I think the pass rush is, is really good, solid. And, and I, I love the linebacking unit. I think it's brilliant. You're not going to run on this team. I don't rate any of the backfield when you look at it, really. I mean, no. they're all... That's my problem. There's so, no one that stands out that goes... Okay, that's a star. So, we we so if you know Raven. you can't run against them, you're going to throw the ball, and then you're picking on Rock Yassin. And they have to, if you've got, like you say, if the pass rush is good enough, you again, you don't need cornerbacks that are no. Jalen Ramsey. Hopefully so. They, they don't have to cover I'm, for as long. I'm just looking for a weak link, because John said he's comfortable putting them top of this division, and I think that the secondary is the reason I wouldn't put them top of this division. If Carson Wentz was 100% fit, I would have put them top of this division yeah. as well. Fair enough. I had the Titans top, so... We'll bring them up next, purely because the rushing game is brilliant. Tannehill has outperformed what anybody thought was possible, and they've added Julio Jones. I don't know how you cover the offense. Whether it's good enough, it's the same with the Colts, whether it's good enough to make up for uh, a leaky defense. This was the, the downfall of the team last year. I'm just not sure. I don't know, but this was, uh, it was a toss-up for me between the Titans and the Colts. I've given it to the Titans because Tannehill is fit. I've gone with uh, the Colts because I think the tightest defense is worse. Uh, I think you can you can you can score quite highly on the Titans, um, and every so often you can quieten down Derek Henry. It does happen, you know. He has quiet games. It's one where Gary bitches like a small girl about it afterwards because. <laughs> Um, this know. is Gary who said Aaron Jones was rubbish exactly but hi Gary, um, hi, Gary hi. Um, but yeah every podcast every podcast <laughs> I'm having it put on as a sound drop <laughs> if I can find the clip but yeah um, 
I, I do think that, that this, I just think on one, on one like he's been indestructible for so long. A Derek Henry. Are you suggesting I, an injury is coming? I'm not suggesting an injury is coming because you know you could have said that at any point over the last two and a half years, and he's not. But I, I do worry for a guy who gets fifty touches a game. You know, it's not he's not that you know hyperbole, but for that guy who gets so much like the some claims the offense is just Derrick Henry, and it isn't surprised to me that they never really get far in the playoffs because Derrick Henry's knackered, and I think if they want to get further, they might want to think about how they use him during the season. Because there is no point of getting to the playoffs and then just going out in week one, week two, because your one superstar has been carrying your team for the rest of the season. I think the addition of Julio Jones does, I think it will mean there'll be less of an emphasis on Derek Henry. Because I think there'll be more emphasis on the passing, on, on the passing game. It should free up, as a defence, if you're coming against that offence, are you going to try and take AJ Brown out of the game? Are you going to take Julio Jones out of the game? You, know, yeah. you, don't, you don't know. Um, so I think that will help. I completely agree with you. Like, look at the way Henry plays. It's amazing. It's brilliant to watch. But it's oh so physical. Yeah. There's only so much someone can take, no matter how they're built, before something happens in, in, in this era of football. Um, you mentioned the cornerbacks for the Colts, the cornerbacks for the Titans, Janaris Jenkins and Christian Fulton. Janaris Jenkins, I like Fulton. Janaris Jenkins is a, is a journeyman cornerback. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, yeah, he's solid, but yeah. You got Caleb Farley. Uh, yeah, a rookie who's coming off quite a serious injury. Yeah, serious injury. Yeah. That's the problem. I, I agree. This is why for me it was a toss up between. Oh, the I, two. I didn't. Um, you know, when I put when I put Colts top, it's not clear. You know, this is this is a t- this these two are make this a really. Tough choice for number one. Tannehill has been a big fan of tight ends as well. Yeah, and they've, lost, they've lost Johnny Smith. An- Anthony Fersker played well, but he's not Johnny Smith. And uh, do you know who else has is, is, is joined? It's free, one of Paul's favourite. Free touchdown, Jeff Swain. <laughs> free touchdowns <laughs> in the game, Jeff Swain is the blocking tight end. So, <laughs> just, you know, hi, Paul. <laughs> just thought I'd get that in there for you. Uh, that's what she said. Oh well, that's that means Titans. He's now he's now favourite team. But uh, if Ryan Tannehill does go down injured, don't worry, we get to see Deshaun Kaiser. Brilliant. Who knew <sighs> he'd still have a job? One one of the biggest downsides to that defense in, in Tennessee was the pass rush, and they did bring in Bud Dupree. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Again, he's coming off an injury, but if he plays as well as he did for the Steelers in Tennessee, that's a good pass rush. Even three quarters of what he was yeah. last season, he was an absolute monster. Oh, last season. Last season, he was uh, injured one, one legged. Well, no, but <laughs> for the first yeah. half, he was incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, I think they have made some improvements, but it's it's a toss up at the top of this division. At the bottom of the division, this is where I think John and I might. Have some agreement, and we'll see what Jim says. I I wanted to put the Jags bottom because I don't like the Urban Meyer appointment, and I want to see Trevor Lawrence do it in the pros. But I haven't got them at the bottom. I, I've comfortably got the Texans at bottom. The Texans are picking number one. Yeah, I'm saying that now. You know, it's our predictions podcast next week. I know Texans are picking number one. Um, the Jags I've got in a comfortable third. Place, um, but th- th- I mean, just th- I've got them three or four wins ahead of the Texans, though. 
comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same as. I, I, I've, I've, I've got no Watson, no hope. Defence is weaker. Their best player is Laramie Tunsil. That's. I like the summary that John gave it on our, on our spreadsheet here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just... There is there is no way for me that Deshaun Watson is, is playing, regardless whether he's on the team uh, technically or not. He won't play. I like Terod Taylor, but with what he's working with, how are you picking up more than two or three wins for the Texans this year? Even the dogs, mate. So the posit- <laughs> my positives were the Bill O'Brien Bill O'Brien era is over, so they can start to rebuild. Right. The season's only eighteen weeks long. <laughs> they do have decent depth at running back, so they've got um, Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, David Johnson, even Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, they could have a choice of any of them. They're all decent running backs. Get Rex Burkhead out of out of receiver. I don't care. But I mean, we, we discussed it before. Laramie Tunsil does not an offensive line make. No. Um, however great an offensive line player he is, individually as a unit, they're not great. JJ Watt's gone, um, and the fact sad thing is, like. J.J. Watt was Texas through and through. Like, the, what he did for Texas after the natural disasters, you know, he, like, there's no way he should have been able to leave Texas he would have without, without a fuss. Yeah. And he just walked, and everyone went, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. mate. I think yeah. even the fans are like, yeah, even just, the fan, go, yeah just go, mate. We, we, don't, we don't want you here. No player but, has given more to a lost cause than J.J. Watt yeah. for the Texans. And, and you, you can't blame him for walking away. It's It's... Sad to say that it's a bit of a wasted stellar career, but it is because he's probably moved two years too late. He's had the injuries. We'll get on to him later. But um, and can I also say that uh, Larry Tunsil is currently inactive because of a COVID outbreak on the offensive line. <sighs> yeah, well, best to get it out of the way now, I suppose. But it there just isn't a lot to love about this Texans team. You can look and look and try and find something, and but. It's not there for me. I really like David Johnson, but it's fits and spurts. Remember them? They were a rap duo, weren't they? Um, Came out just after salt and pepper. Yep. Uh, and like I say, Philip Lindsay kind of going to get buried, I think, here, and he doesn't deserve that. If he isn't the lead back by the middle of the season, I think they've got a problem. I, I, David Johnson, David Johnson, I think, will be fine. I, I think you're going to need as many running backs as you can because they're all going to get crushed. <laughs> That seems fair. I mean, um, in a 53-man squad, I think 12 running backs, you'd be fine. <laughs> so beyond the terrible Texans then, we are saying the Jags are going to have a much improved season. I mean, they've finished 1-15. It's you know, like, as well, I know they tanked, but it wasn't like the tanking was that obvious for a lot of the season. Like, they, they, you know, the, the last couple of games, they didn't play Gardner Minshew and played like Mike Glennon. You know, we get Jake Luton. Jake Luton, yeah. I mean, you know, the only the only player who came out with any credit last year was James Robinson, and they've drafted another running back. Yeah, that for me was a strange one. And they're talking about moving James Robinson out wide, which I, I haven't no. seen yet. I don't think they did it in preseason one, but I don't I don't like it. He's your best player. Uh, allow that to integrate with the new best player you've brought in. I, I'm afraid that I, I've only made them third because the Texans will just, by process of elimination, be worse. Yeah. 
But I, I don't see anything to love about this Jags team. I'm glad I haven't got tickets to go to Wembley this year and watch them be terrible, or Tottenham this year and be terrible. No, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Trevor Lawrence can do with, quite frankly, a bad team. And I think... It's not bad. It is bad. <laughs> it is a bad team. Their best receiver is Marvin Jones, Jones, who I like, but... It's it, not even their best receiver. DJ Shark is a good DJ receiver. DJ Shark, actually, do, do, DJ do, 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 do. is a good receiver. LaVisca Cheneau... is a good gadget player. Really good. I think... If, if I, I hope Trevor Lawrence can actually make something of LaVisca Cheneau, because I quite liked him last year. But, I mean, compa- you know, it, it's... The, best the, the days of Saxonville are long gone. Yeah, the best thing the Jags have done recently is they've released Tim Tebow today from this ridiculous tight end position. He yeah, was that, I, that I agree with. Yeah. He threw the lamest block oh, in that position. Job was shown to me. Did before. you see the block afterwards? <laughs> yeah. Where he just didn't, and then James Robinson just got crushed. Crushed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim Tebow folded, and James Robinson got crushed, and that is why they've got rid of him. Well, well as I was saying, he, he, he throws blocks like a quarterback who's playing been playing um, baseball. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he is not a tight end. I agree. Sold some shuts up. Yeah, they, they, they are finishing third, because the Titans and the Colts are better teams, and the Texans are a much worse team. I, I just look at this team on paper, and I don't think it's as bad as what you guys are saying. I, I'm uh, not convinced just because you've said so. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I, I I'd like to be t- I'd like to be told otherwise because I think Trevor Lawrence is is that good. I'd hope to see. I'd love to see him turn this team around. You know, every time somebody says a quarterback's going to be this good, they have just as much chance of being oh, Ryan gotcha, Leaf yeah. or Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah, yes, they do. Johnny You're Manziel right. threw just as many touchdowns in college as Trevor Lawrence said this before. Johnny Manziel's hype is all down to Mike Evans. Uh, agreed, agreed. I'm just saying. Before we christen him the next Peyton or Andrew Luck, can we see him play at least half a season? It's pretty rare, though, that we do christen someone as a generational talent, like Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck. We have good quarterbacks come out in pretty much most yeah. drafts, but no one says, even when they are number one, no one says this is a this is a no lose no lose bet. Um, and Trevor Lawrence is the first one that we've had since Andrew Luck. So yeah, he's look, he's a rookie quarterback. He's probably going to throw a ton of interceptions. He's probably not going to have a winning record. It's what he does in years, years two, three, yeah. four that he has yeah, to be counted. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, I mean, if he outperforms what Justin Herbert managed last year with the Chargers, I'll change my opinion. But he won't. He no. won't probably do as well as Baker Mayfield did in his first season when he set the rookie completions record or whatever, rookie touchdown record. I just I don't think it's going to be that easy because I I truly believe the rest of the team is that bad. I just don't get it. I, I don't see what you're getting excited about. Levis I'm not getting excited nah. about them, but I, I look at the core pieces. I look at the offensive line. It's good. The offensive line is good. I look at the, the running back. Yeah, okay. Even if they, whatever they do with, with between James Robinson and Travis Etienne, they're two good players. And then they've got Carlos Hyde, who is as good a journeyman as there is at running back. All right, tight end is like, eh, all right, I'll give you that. On um, what do rookie quarterbacks love? A good, good tight, tight end. end and a good offensive line. <clears throat> the defense though is is solid. Like you, Shaquille Griffin had a good season in Seattle. They mm-hmm. should have tried to keep him. Sidney Jones has suffered because he was, he's been injured and at the Eagles, which is a poorly run, uh, poorly run uh, franchise. He could come good. And then you look at the line, the linebacker. Out of the yeah. frying pan into the fire then. Yeah. Well, you look at the linebackers. Josh Allen, quality yeah. linebacker. Miles Jack, quality linebacker. Caleb Von Chason is a, is a really good prospect. And even the, the defensive line. 
Malcolm Brown's a good a good player, and they've got some young players. This team is stacked with young talent. It just needs the. It's got potential, and if it comes through, this is a good team. Now, I'm not saying every player is going to come through. No, but I take you back to the Jets and the Bengals, where you stack these poorly run teams with good young players, and it doesn't work because they're a poorly run franchise. And the Jaguars are the epitome of a poorly run franchise. The Browns were. It took them a twenty team, years. T- even. Four years ago, we were a team of young talent, young yeah, talent who that are now yeah. look winning. But it takes a now the organization seems to be run well, and I just don't think the Jags are. This this is interesting to me because I, I think the whole NFL does swirl around as a pool, and everybody comes to the top eventually in some degree. The Browns have taken twenty years to get there. The Tampa Bay Bucks have taken a long time to get there. The Bills have taken a long time, so it's happening. The Jags, the Bengals, and the Raiders are probably the next three that you feel it must be their time eventually to come somewhere near the top. It's just that Urban Meyer's going to be shit. So it doesn't, they don't get my vote this year. John? Oh, yeah, turn, turn to the person that you know agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you can fuck off. <laughs> All right, okay, that, that's enough AFC South. It's going to be a dumpster fire. Uh, we'll take a tiebreaker at the top for Titans and Colts. Uh you yeah. said you went for Colts in your gym? Yeah, I did. Okay, we'll give it to the Colts. Colts, Titans, Jags, and then somewhere, somewhere way off in the distance, the Texans. Yeah. Picking yeah. number Pick, one. Picking number one. And that just leaves the AFC West, where uh, really there is only one winner. Uh, I think that's preordained, unless catastrophe happens. So tell me why I should be interested in this division. I think there's. I agree. The Chiefs are going to win it, but I think there's more challenge in them than there has been in, in the past mm. few years. Yeah, think, definitely. You know, if if the Chargers can avoid a second year slump with Justin Herbert, they could be up there. The other thing I think with the Chargers is they have to keep their star players healthy. Like yeah. if Derwin James comes back, that's a good. That's a good secondary. It's a good defense. If they don't have an injury at tight end, like that Henry Hunter being injured for the last four years, mm. that's another weapon for, for Justin Herbert. If Austin Eckler has a full season, that's a good He's running key. back. Um, so I think the Chargers could challenge them. I wrote in the Broncos, you know, they have everything aside from a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, no, And I wrote like, on my negatives, it's just quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Because you again, <laughs> you look through, you look through it, the, the roster. It's a good roster. The defense Stacked. is as strong as you get. The receiving court is as strong as you get. The offensive line, which has been pretty bad recently, was good last year, and we'll have a you know, addition of of Quinn Mer- Mernes. 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 <laughs> Quinn Mernes. Uh, he was a third round pick out of a small school, but he like absolutely blew up the, the senior bar and looks amazing. Yeah, there's depth there as well. If it wasn't for Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, I'd be like really raving about the Broncos. I just can't get on board with with that quarterback situation. No, I, I can't. And I don't know which way the Broncos should go. You go the safe route with Teddy or you go the boom or bust route with Drew, Drew Locke. I don't know. I, I suspect they'll go with Drew Locke because that's the one I think they want to, to yeah. work. No, I agree. Um, Same. But I, I don't think there is a, a perfect answer for the problem they've got because they didn't manage to prize Aaron Rodgers away from the Green Bay Packers. Um, let's Let's... Let's concentrate on the Broncos for a minute then. Vic Fangio is a defensive coach and the defence is good. Is he the person who should be in charge of a franchise that needs to upgrade on the offensive side? Or is he 
as his time been and gone, he never got a head coaching job when he probably should have been a head coach. And I think that maybe he is contributing to holding this team back a little bit. We know Elway doesn't get the quarterback thing right very often. If you then have got a defensive coach who's not able to improve or retool the players that are there, is he part of the problem too? That's why you have coaching staff. You have the offensive coordinator. Who's the offensive coordinator? It's Pat, Pat Shermer. Which I think, okay, he was a bad head coach. A bad head Giants, coach, but he, he was a good offensive coordinator with the Vikings before that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He got he got um, Case, what, Case Keenum to the, the championship, championship game. game. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, you know, that was a year where you know the Vikings could feed Stefan Diggs yeah. and you know Phelan. They had players, whereas so it's why. It's why I think if you have a defensive head coach and you have a team that is built to crush and destroy, as the Broncos are, sure. I think uh, I don't think it's a bad fit. I think, but you just need to have the right people around you. So, you know, hopefully Pat Shermer can. You know, he's done well with an average quarterback. Let's see what he can do with two, two, two average quarterbacks. It's just if you combine the two of them, I think they'd be perfect. But I don't know. There is no consistency with Drew Locke. One week, it's 350 yards and four touchdowns. The next week, it's four interceptions before half-time. And, and Teddy, steady Teddy. That's steady what it Teddy. is. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't see how you make either one of those players a winner in time for this team to be any good. The only, I mean, like I said, the biggest factor is the cast he's got around them. The wide receivers, the offensive line, even the running backs, like Melvin Gordon's a good running back. They picked up. They traded up in the second round to get Javante Williams. Yeah, you know we'll see what he can do, but he's highly thought of as well. Like there yeah. were rumours that they did, they did wa- you mention Royce Freeman? Uh, I, I did big, big Royce because I've got him as four from the depth chart. Yeah, but according to ESPN, but Royce Freeman. Just yeah. saying, still I mean, there. If someone wanted to trade for Royce Freeman in, in a dynasty league, then I'd be <laughs> open to offers for for Zeke. 47 um, touches last year for Big Roy. <laughs> Just saying. Um, were, you, were you picking him in fantasy this year, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> it was an auto pick. <laughs> it was an auto pick. There were, I mean, the, so a few weeks back, there were room, before he signed his contract, there were rumours that you know the Broncos would be heavy favourites to, to trade for Aaron Rodgers. If they gave up two first-round picks, the two future first-round picks to get Aaron Rodgers and they put him in this team, They'd be favourites. They'd be favourites. They'd be favourites like over the Chiefs. Yeah, I really do think so. So yeah, it's can they get enough out of that quarterback play to get them over the hump? Okay, so circling back to the top of this division and the Chiefs, um, the only thing that let them down last year was their O line in the Super Bowl. Yep, they got rinsed, absolutely I mean, destroyed. That is that is the word for it, right? And so is the O line better? Yes, it is. So they, they traded to bring in Orlando Brown. They picked up Creed Humphrey, who's a veteran center. Uh, sorry, not veteran center. They picked up Creed Humphrey in the second round. Um, they have picked up other veterans in Joe Tooney, who's quality um, is. Uh, offensive guard. Even Carl Long has come out of retirement to, to play for them. And they get Lauren, Lauren Duvernay-Tardif, who took a year out to help cut COVID patients because ah, he's a yes. doctor. Yeah, the doctor, yeah. And that was a big loss last year and quite underrated. So... All right. They've not changed every single piece of the offensive line, but they have massively upgraded yeah. this offensive line. Um, the line wasn't a problem until they got to the Super Bowl. No one well, they had, they had injuries. The, they? They're, yeah. they're, they're top Eric Fisher, Fisher and, and uh, Schwartz as well, yeah. the other tackle. So 
it's a much changed defensive line. They've still got all of the other pieces around Patrick Mahomes. You do look beyond Tyreek Hill at wide receiver and go, uh, yeah, um, because it's Byron Pringle is is the, is the next best one. But McCall Hardman, not not having him. He's a returner. Yeah, he's a he's just another Tyreek don't, Hill. Don't forget, you've got Travis Kelsey, who's one of the best receivers yes. in uh, the league. Yes, that is true. I, I see what you're saying, but surely if look, you're I'm, telling I'm me nit- I am quarterbacks can upgrade players, then yeah. this yeah. one can I, upgrade. That was my next point. I am nitpicking, and Patrick Mahomes is good enough to get the ball for average mm. receivers. So you know, it's. I think one that we haven't mentioned is Antonio Callaway. Uh, 43 catches, 586 yards and five touchdowns for the Browns in 2018 as a rookie. Yeah, he's got a dodgy checkered history, shall we yes. say? Absolutely. But if Andy Reid... For yeah. <laughs> if Andy Reid can, can just get hold of this guy and say, this is your opportunity to be a Super Bowl winner, I really think that he's a, a talent that's... Josh Gordon and, and, and people like that is too far but he's sliding that way but actually the talent is there he's really good he's one of those players that had it not been for his off the field issues he probably would have been a first round pick yeah like Tyreek Hill so yeah he's in, uh, he's in exactly the right place for it um, and yeah if he can sort himself out off the field and he does produce in training camp then he'll be given a, a decent chance and He's like I say, he's in the best position possible for it. Here's one of my favourite things I read because they haven't had much love on this podcast so far. But kickers, Harrison Butker for the Chiefs, 549 points in 61 regular season games, which is the most by any player since stats were started in 1950. <laughs> because they score so many points that he's always kicking point afters or short field goals. The guy's been metronomic and he's surely pushing Justin Tucker now for for mm. best kicker in in the NFL. Yeah, I, was, I did a mock draft uh, last uh, last weekend, and it was the first time I've seen uh, a kick two kickers go before Justin Tucker. Who was the other one? Uh, Blankenship from the Colts. I was thinking that as well. I did a mock draft, and and both but well, Butker and, and Justin Tucker were both there late on in in, in the pick. Like, yeah, yeah. Was, I, I don't understand that. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I still think it's the Chiefs to lose. I do think the Chargers yeah. will be closer. I don't think you'll get much of a Second year drop off from Justin Herbert. I, I think he just not. looks too good. Yep. Um, it's about keeping the pieces around him. Austin Eckler for me is key. I really like what the Chargers are doing. They they seem to have taken a big step up from the team that two or three years ago couldn't close out games. But let's face it, their their biggest problem with the Chargers last year was coaching and yeah. time management. Yeah. Like, and it's been like that for a f- if, well for a few years where they've they, lost games they should have won. They definitely stepped forward. But it's whether they step forward enough. Yeah. So perhaps a new a new coach was needed. We all said that halfway yeah. through last year, and you know, good job that the, the Chargers followed our advice. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see what Brendan Staley could bring because uh, you know he can't be much worse, especially yeah, with time management. That, and, and that for me is the only thing that holds back the progression is when you have a second year quarterback who's then put into a new system. Yeah, they've just spent all that time dedicated to the previous system, and actually. We should give the previous regime some credit. They did get brilliant results out of Justin Herbert, but it had run its course. So that holds them back slightly, but I think the Chargers are well in for a playoff berth. I really do. I yeah, just think they'll be absolutely. so well yeah. up there. Yeah, and, really and I'll be delighted for them if they make it because I think they are a much maligned franchise. Um, and since leaving San Diego, I think their support has dropped right off. And, and I just think, uh, they're, they're one of those franchises I want to see be good. They're a storied franchise. They've been in the league for such a long time. 
that a bit like we were saying earlier, sometimes you just like to see some teams do well. And I think Justin Herbert and the Chargers I'd like to see do well. Now, that brings me <laughs> nice. to the Raiders. Um, um, yeah, but, uh, but before we start slagging the Raiders off, because that's what I'm going to do, uh, I want to say congratulations to our mate Perry, our resident Raiders fan, who's just had his second child today. Yes. Uh, he's done absolutely no work again. So well done, Deborah. Uh, <laughs> Perry's just uh, out for the glory, as, as usual. He's a typical Man United fan, actually. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, no congratulations to them, to them both. Uh, I look forward to meeting little John. Uh, <laughs> as I believe that's what the baby will be called. Odd to name your child after John Gruden. <laughs> it, it is, especially at the moment. Um, John Gruden, for me, it's a hot seat year. I, I, I don't see it. Nothing's happening. Uh, this team is poor. Yeah, I wrote New Year, same old dodgy, dodgy old school coach. Do the Raiders have enough cash to buy out John Gruden's contract? Because no, probably not. That's, I think... That's probably one of the biggest factors that he could still be there at the end of the year is that he's on such a long contract and this is not exactly a franchise that is flush with cash. I want to I wanna open the Raiders' account by saying I think Derek Carr is the most underrated quarterback in the league. I, he's just been really good. He's never been amazing, but he's been really good for the Raiders on, yeah. on, a, on a poorly run franchise for a long time. I don't, I, I don't see that you bring in many other quarterbacks and get a vast improvement out of this team. So credit where that's due. I really like Josh Jacobs. I don't know what more you could want out of a running back. So that's good. Um, I love the fact that Theo Riddick still has a job and is is there technically (laughs) on the payroll. Um, The rest of the team, okay, Henry Ruggs should be a very good player. Should be a very good player. Darren Waller, if he produces the same again... He's a top two or three tight end, which is brilliant for a guy who's had the previous history that he's had. And then... Four years sober yesterday. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, bravo to him. Uh, it's worth more than Perry's child, so we should have yeah. started with that, really. Yeah. Oh. Congratulations. It's such you, Perry. Congratulations, <laughs> Darren Waller. Um, I mean, I'm a huge John Brown fan. I always have loved John Brown as a player, but um, I don't know if it's still there. And... This is what John Gruden seems to do. He he takes a like to a player and doesn't look to see if that's really going to improve his team. He just likes that player, you know. And I, I just look through the roster and just see average. Yeah, they missed um, Richie Incognito last year, which no team should ever confess to, but they did because the O line was a problem. They've they've got him back. They've drafted Alex Leatherwood far too high, but he as a player, I think he's a good yeah. player and. He'll be under pressure because of where he was drafted. Yeah, and I think we said, or I said, if they'd switched around those picks, like they picked uh, Trayvon Morick, the safety, in the second round. If they'd picked him in the first round and Alec Lever in the second round, we'd be like, yeah, good, good good stuff. So I don't want to take too much away from Alec Lever because I think he will be a good player in in the league. But it's a young offensive line, apart from Richie Incognito now. Uh, Like Colton Miller and Alex Leverwood at tackle position. I would worry about that just for, from their experience. I don't think Colton Miller's yeah. ever really shown much. Um, they've lost Trent Brown. He's gone back to the Patriots. I mm-hmm. think that's a big loss for them. Um, so, yeah, it could be another year where, where Derek Carr's running uh, for his life. And then with yeah. regards to the defence, Cleveland Flarell, never worth what they paid I mean, for that's... Him. Well, yeah, they, I think they drafted him fourth, fourth overall. I mean, he's okay. He's he's league average. Um Jonathan Hankins, he's on the slide for me. Uh, 
So I, I don't see that you continue to get great progress out of him. Yannick Ngokwe, fine. Yeah. Good, good yes. signing. Good but signing. It, it feels like it's all on him. Um, because unless Carl Nassib then takes a step up as well, I just don't see how they're going to get enough pressure on on the opposition. I think you're looking at Carl Nassib, but you're looking at kind of Max Crosby to have another decent se- season. They brought in Solomon Thomas, who adds a bit more depth to that defensive line. They're lacking so much at linebacker, though. Like, yeah, that's a real weak spot for them. Um, and then the cornerback is another dodgy ish class. I, I, I like. don't like the defensive backs at all. I mean, uh, well, I, I like their safeties. I think they've actually got three good safeties in Jonathan Abram, Carl Joseph, and, and Trayvon Morrig, the, the rookie. Trayvon Morrig, you can't rate until you've seen him play. And Players don't always turn up for the Raiders. It doesn't always work. This is this is the problem. I mean, John, Jonathan Abram is a uh, above average safety, but he's not an outstanding safety, is he? I wouldn't say he's outstanding, but I think above average is fine. Yeah, yeah. But That's what I'm good. saying is, it doesn't make up for the deficiencies with the rest of the players in that secondary. No, he, but I think he's always, it's it always difficult shoulders. for a safety to do that. Yeah, and there's a reason they're not that highly paid compared to cornerback. Um. I've never thought Carl Joseph's that good. I don't. Again, um, I think it comes down to... Uh, look, this. we can talk about the roster, we can talk about the quality. I think that there are some players on there that are good or above average. bits and pieces. It's bits and pieces. I think the biggest issue is, is the coaching. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I don't see that changing because I think they've committed to him and they'll stick with it, but they won't progress. For me, the Raiders comfortably fourth in this division. Yeah, I, I've got them fourth. Um, I, I went Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. As did I. Uh, yeah, but I can see the Broncos, Chargers slipping uh, depending on how you know how season goes. But yeah, uh, Raiders bottom for me. And uh, finally, on them, will Marcus Mariota be on the roster to start the season, or will somebody come along and pick him up? Because he's better, and I'm getting away with this because Gary's not here. He's better than at least half a dozen of the starting quarterbacks. Who, who, yeah, but who do you go for? If you right, say your your starting quarterback suddenly gets injured, yeah, Carson Wentz. Do you do you go for Mariota? Do you go for Jimmy Garoppolo, or do you go for Gardner Minshew? Because I think they're free. They're probably the free quarterbacks. That I think you probably go for Gardner Minshew. If I'm perfectly honest, Jimmy Jimmy G. I don't think the 49ers will let him go, no, but I we're going to get on to that, and that actually. Leads us very nicely into podcast part two. So if you'd like to rejoin us for the NFC, we'll be back shortly.